0: For that right now, all good to go. I want to welcome all our campuses in this morning, all the way from Sydney, Rotorua, the city, Whangarei, and also Kaitaya So looking forward to seeing you all starting tomorrow night at the Trust Arena. There's massive expectation and we are believing, would you pray for us, for a absolute outbreak and visitation of God like we've never experienced before, NZB 19 Auckland. It's my great pleasure to introduce our guest speaker this morning, all the way from the United Kingdom. He spoke at the United Kingdom and Beyond Conference, one of the foremost evangelists in the Western world, has just 10 series of messages reached a combined audience of over 1 million people. God is using him in a powerful way to communicate the truths of the gospel and reaching multitudes for Christ. His books, so many books are in great demand. He's also in demand as a speaker. It's great to have his lovely wife, Kelly, with us this morning. Welcome her in, please, church. And let's give a massive welcome to Kenan J. John.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Please be seated. Thank you very much, guys. Go and have a little rest. Good morning. morning. And good morning to all of you that are tuned in in other locations. Uh, ISN'T YOUR SENIOR PASTOR A LOVELY MAN? ABSOLUTELY LOVELY. AND HIS WIFE, ISN'T SHE AMAZING? WELL, PASTOR TACK, HE he TOOK THE the, uh, FASTING VERY SERIOUSLY ACTUALLY, AND HE DID IT FOR THE WHOLE THREE WEEKS, AND THAT'S WHY HE DIDN'T HAVE A GOOD PAIR OF TROUSERS TO WEAR THIS MORNING. (laughs) And the only thing that fitted was those jeans that he, wear, he, he wears for the garden. <laughs> so if anyone would like to fund the senior pastor, yeah, yeah, yes. he desperately needs a new wardrobe. I mean, come on. He, he, he can only wear jeans. <laughs> so listen, anyone is, can fund him with a wardrobe. Please come afterwards and see him. <laughs> Listen, my wife Killy and I were absolutely thrilled to be here. We really are, both for here at Sunday. We're thrilled that we're engaging with the other locations and services, and we're thrilled that we're here uh, for the conference. Uh, Pastor Tack, he has asked me this morning to explain what Christianity is. So that's what I'm going to do now. And if you're not a Christian or you don't know if you are, I hope that as you listen, you'll understand what it is that Christians believe and why we believe it. Uh Now, maybe you used to be a Christian, but you've kind of got a bit distracted and diverted. And I I hope that as you listen now, uh, you may consider realigning your life. So what I'm going to do, I'm I'm going to explain it. I'm going to spend about 30 minutes explaining it. And then when I've concluded, if you would like to become a follower of Jesus, or if you would like to come back to know Jesus, I'm going to ask you to do something. So for those of you here and in all the other locations, I'm going to ask you to get up out of your seat, out of the rows. I'm going to ask you to come and stand at the front here and do the same in the other um, venues. Now, the reason I'm telling you that now is so that you're not going to be surprised in 30 minutes. No surprises, all right? So you've got 30 minutes to think about it. So just sit, chill, right? But in 30 minutes, that's what I'm going to ask you to do. And some of you will need to do that. Now, what is Christianity? Well, we can explain Christianity in many different ways, but I think one of the easiest ways to understand Christianity is to consider it as an invitation. Now, if you're anything like me, I'm sure you appreciate invitations. I mean, even if you can't go, you think, "Ah, but they remembered me. And it's nice, isn't it? Now, when you get an invitation to a wedding, you get the card, and at the bottom of the card, you find the letters RSVP. What do they stand for? Well, there was this professor with his wife in England from another country for a semester. While they were there, they received a wedding invitation, bottom of the card, RSVP. Now, they didn't have that code back in their country, so the professor, he was trying to crack the code. (laughs) And then he says to his wife, yes, his wife said, what? He said, RSVP, remember some wedding present. (laughs) Now, you see, the professor, he thought it was a demand, but actually it was an offer. Now, you and I, we know what those letters stand for. They're French. Respondez, si vous plaît, which basically means, are you going to come? (laughs) And people put the date. So if you don't reply by the date, you can't go. Now, you and I are all being offered the Christian invitation today rsvp the 14th of april 2019. now you're saying jay john will i be offered it tomorrow i don't know you're going what do you mean you don't know well i don't know well why don't you know listen none of us can guarantee that we're going to be alive tomorrow now that is why it is so important to reply to the invitation while you're still alive now when you get an invitation there are three things you want to know one who is it from two who is it to; three what is it about okay there's a very famous verse in the bible it's located in john's gospel chapter 3 verse 16 and it says this for god so loved the world that he gave his only son so whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, that one sentence actually answers those three questions. Who's it from? For God. God. The invitation is from God. Who? God? Yeah. Right, right. Do you know that one day, every queen that has ever reigned, every king that has ever reigned, EVERY PRESIDENT, EVERY PRIME MINISTER THAT HAS EVER HELD OFFICE, ONE DAY THEY ARE ALL GOING TO BE ON THEIR KNEES IN FRONT OF GOD. THE INVITATION IS FROM GOD WHO IS ACCORDING TO THE BIBLE THE KING OF KINGS AND THE LORD OF LORDS. IN OTHER WORDS, HE IS THE KING OF THE ENTIRE COSMOS, THE KING OF THE ENTIRE UNIVERSE. THE INVITATION IS FROM HIM. WHO TO? FOR GOD SO LOVED THE WORLD. THE WORLD, EVERY SINGLE ONE OF US, IRRESPECTIVE OF OUR BACKGROUND, THE COLOR OF OUR SKIN, OUR AGE, THE INVITATION IS TO EVERY SINGLE ONE OF US. NOW, JUST BECAUSE SOME PEOPLE DON'T ACKNOWLEDGE THE INVITATION, IT DOES NOT MEAN THEY ARE NOT BEING OFFERED THE INVITATION. Okay, from God to you and me. Okay, what is it about? Now, the Bible has got 800,000 words in it. What's that all about? Well, actually, the Bible is only about three things. Christianity is only about three things. Okay, one, forgiveness from the past. Two, new life here today. Three, a hope for the future. You see, everything else in the Bible is what you call commentary and application on those three principles, forgiveness from the past, new life today, and our hope for the future. Okay. Do you agree with the following statement? There are problems in the world today. Of course, there are problems globally, socially, domestically, personally. Many governments of the world are endeavouring to alleviate the symptoms. Now, if you're trying to alleviate the symptoms, you're always going to have the symptoms unless you deal with the root cause. So the question is, what is the root cause of everything that's wrong in the world today? A mother said to her husband, Darling, look after Annie for me, their daughter, because I need to get on. So the father said, "Okay," And he thought, what could he do to occupy his daughter? And he's flicking through a magazine and he, look, he sees a map of the world. He says, Annie, watch what I'm going to do. He cut the map of the world into small squares and he muddled the squares on the floor. And he said to his daughter, Annie, I want you to put the squares back together again, like a puzzle to make the map of the world. When you've done that, come and find me. So the father thought, good, that'll keep her busy. A couple of minutes later, she says, Daddy, I've done it. And he's like, oh, she, I'm sure she hasn't done it, but let me go and have a look. He goes and has a look. All the squares were put in exactly the right place. Annie, how did you know where to put all the squares? Ah, she said, when you were cutting the map out, I looked on the other side. <laughs> and I saw a picture of a man and a woman. And I thought, if I could put the man and the woman back together again, I could put the world back together again. (laughs) You see, the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. That's what's at the heart of everything that's wrong in the world today. It's the human heart. And we all have a heart condition, and the Bible word to describe the heart condition that every single human being has is sin. That's the Bible word for it, to describe it. And out of the human heart come the seeds that pollute our lives, pollute our marriages, our relationships, our families, our communities, our countries, our continents. It's out of the human heart. Let me illustrate it for you in a slightly different way. Just imagine you passed out of this life now. This is just an analogy. (laughs) You woke up in a gigantic theatre, sitting there on your own. In front of you is a huge screen. All of a sudden, the doors open, an angel flies in, comes up to you and says, Welcome to the theatre of judgement. Relax. Watch the screen. Now, there on the screen, you see your life. Everything you ever did here on Earth, everything you ever said here on Earth, and everything you ever thought, you see it on the screen. At the end of the film, as you're recovering, (laughs) the angel comes back and says, ''Relax, there's going to be a second showing.'' All the people who were featured in the film of your life are all waiting outside. We're just going to let them in to view your life a second time. Uh How would you feel if your life were judged on that basis? Mm. That is exactly how God judges us. In an instant. We're judged by everything we've thought, said, done, and by all those things that we didn't do that we should have done. I would not want a private viewing, let alone a public viewing of my life. I do not need convincing that I've thought, said and done things that I shouldn't have. And what a lot of people don't understand is this, that all that stuff on that film has the consequence of disconnecting us from god that's why god appears far away and it works a little bit like an overdraft in a bank account if you have an overdraft i have an overdraft you can't help me i can't help you the only one who can help us is someone in credit Mm -hmm. for god so loved the world he gave his only son, Uh Jesus, because he was the only one in credit. Jesus Christ came into this world not to rub it in, but to rub it out. And Jesus came into this world to do something for us. There was a famous artist. He went back to the very small rural community where he was born and brought up. And he's just walking around some of the village stores. And as he's walking around the village stores, he he looks into this antique shop in the window. He cannot believe what he sees. In the window is one of his masterpieces. It was a painting that he had painted years before he was famous. The frame was broken. The picture was dirty and scratched, but it was his. But there was no way he could go into the antique shop and say to the manager, that's my painting, give it back to me. If he wanted it back, he had to buy it back before he could clean it, restore it, reframe it. That is what Jesus did for you and for me. Jesus Christ brought us back by dying on a cross. The blood that Jesus shed on the cross, he was able through that to clean us, restore us, reframe us. It was as if he was cashing a check, signed with his own blood, to say, here is the check to clear your overdraft. To clear your overdraft. You and I are being offered forgiveness from the past. There was one psychologist, Jung. He said this. I could dismiss 95% of my patients if they could be assured of forgiveness. What do we need more than anything else? We need forgiveness. We need forgiveness. Why? Because we often, a relationship will break down, we move into another relationship and we take the baggage from the previous one. We move from one job to another job, we take the baggage from the previous job to the next one. We're like constantly held back because of our past. And Jesus is saying the past is past. The past is past. You don't have to saw sawdust Because my blood can set you free. My blood can cleanse you. My blood can liberate you. Forgiveness from the past. You and I are being offered that today. But not only are we being offered forgiveness from the past. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, came to bring life. And life abundantly. We are being offered new life today. Now, the word Christian has got the word Christ in it. If you remove the word Christ from the word Christian, you're left with I-A-N. Ian isn't going to help you. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying Ian isn't a good man. I didn't say that. And if you, if, you're, if you need your tire, you know, replaced, he might change your tire. But he's not going to change your life. Do you know, there are too many people today who, who say that they're Christian. But listen, you can only be a Christian if you're connected to Jesus. Yeah, that's right. If you're not connected to Christ, then you cannot call yourself a Christian. You've got to be connected to Christ. Now, look, think of your life for a moment like a car, okay? Just work with me on this analogy. The car of your life. Using that analogy to be a Christian means that Christ is in the car, okay? Now, some of you, you know you've never invited Jesus into the car of your life. You've never done that. But you can do so in a few minutes, here and in all the other locations, you can invite him in. And I'll explain that to you. Now, for many of us, you're thinking, no, he's in the car. He's in the car. Great. He's in the car. That's good. Okay. Where is he in the car of your life? Uh Do you drive your car to church, Uh unlock the boot or the trunk, get Jesus out for religious happy hour? Uh At the end of the service get back in there (laughs) (laughs) you see some people you would never know the rest of the week that they're christians it's almost as if they do their little christiany thing on a sunday morning but no one would know the rest of the week now others of you are going No, he's on the back seat of the car. In other words, he's a bit of a passenger. Others of you are going, no, he's in the front passenger seat. He's a bit of a companion, but he's still a passenger. Now, some of you are now, you're you're a step ahead of me now. You're thinking, we know where you're going with this analogy. (laughs) You don't, actually. You think I'm going to say, is he in the driving seat of the car of your life? Yes, I am. Is he in the driving seat of the car of your life? Now, every one of you that thought, yes, he is, got one more question for you. Are you a backseat driver? Uh, (laughs) The car gets to an intersection. Jesus turns left. Where are you going? I'm going down the road of generosity. <laughs> what, oh, what? <laughs> the car the car gets to a roundabout. Jesus turns right. <laughs> Where would you go? I'm going down the road of forgiveness. <laughs> oh, <and> I'm not. <laughs> you see? it's it's very easy to say jesus is in my car he's in my car do you know look you know if you've got a little flashing light on your dashboard in your car that lets you know there's a problem with your car do you know what's so funny is i remember i had a little red light flashing in my car and then and then i was banging it to stop it <laughs> I was like, oh, stop, stop, stop. It's like, oh, you know, what's wrong? You know, I thought, oh, switch it on, switch it on, maybe it'll stop. Wait a minute. The whole point of a flashing red light is to say to you, you've got a problem. And I'm trying to stop the little red light. We take our cars to service them, but we don't service our lives. How do you know if he's in the driving seat? How do you know he's first in your life? Well, you ask five questions. Use the word first, F-I-R-S-T. You ask these five questions. Is he first in my finances, F? If he's first in your finances, it's a good sign he's first. But not only that, F, is he first in my finances? I, is he first in my interests? R, is he first in my relationships? See, sometimes married couples—they have major conflicts. Wait a minute—if Jesus is first in my life, and Jesus is first in my wife's life, then Jesus isn't going to fight Jesus. (laughs) Is he first in my relationships? S. Is he first in my schedule? T is he first in my troubles if I can say Jesus is first in my finances interests, relationship schedule troubles I tell you that's a pretty good sign Jesus is in the driving seat of your life you see when you've got Jesus in the driving seat by his Holy Spirit his Holy Spirit will produce in you and through you the following love joy peace Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Okay, so another test would be how much love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control have you got? If you're lacking any of that, that is an indication that you probably need to reposition Jesus Uh and that he's not in the driving seat. Because if he is in the driving seat, you will produce all of this fruit. So maybe you've got a few little red lights flashing. Uh-huh. And, and look, here's your opportunity today. Some of you are going to say, yes, I'm going to come and stand at the front to invite Jesus into my car. And some of you today, here and the other locations, you're going to come and stand at the front and say, I, I've just realized I've got to reposition Jesus. I've got to reposition him. And one of the things about the conference, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, listen, you know what what it's about? It's like taking your car for a service. You're coming for just two and a half days and you'll say, hey, I'm coming to you, God, to get serviced. I want to come and realign my life. I want to come and readjust things. I want to come and refocus. So listen, come. I've come from London. I mean, that is a flipping journey. (laughs) And you're faffing about, oh, I don't know if I can drive 15 minutes. (laughs) I was on an aeroplane for 22 hours. So if you haven't booked in, book in. Anyway, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Right. Anyway, so new life today. Forgiveness from the past, new life today. But not only that, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whoa, listen, that word perish in the Greek, oh, it's a bad word. It's not a good word. In fact, perish is the nearest equivalent, but it's not good. It's like, don't you, you don't have to perish, but you can have everlasting life. Do you know the Bible says that the length of a good life is three score years and ten. Okay, now three score years and ten is 70 years. So according to the Bible, that's the length of a good life. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, I'm older. Oh, no. Now, look, 70 years, according to the Bible, is a good life. Let's allocate 10 years per day of the week. 10 years for Monday, 10 years for Tuesday, 10 years for Wednesday, okay? Right, let's just uh, look at my life, okay? I've already walked through Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and I've walked through Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. (laughs) I've walked through Saturday night... I'm Sunday morning. Uh How's your weekend looking? (laughs) Now, some people have been given an extra bank holiday Monday. (laughs) Some people have been given an extra Tuesday. But not many people have been given an extra Wednesday. But even if you've been given and are going to be given an extra Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so you live on this earth 100 years, do you realize that 100 years is a blip yeah. on the eternal screen? Yeah. It's just a blip. And so God in Jesus is saying, listen, don't perish, but have everlasting lasting. LIFE, EVER. (laughs) LISTEN TO WHAT JESUS SAID. MEN AND WOMEN ARE TRAVELING ALONG ONE OF TWO ROADS. MEN AND WOMEN ARE GOING INTO ONE OF TWO DOORS. MEN AND WOMEN ARE SERVING ONE OF TWO MASTERS. MEN AND WOMEN ARE BUILDING THEIR LIVES ON ONE OF TWO FOUNDATIONS. MEN AND WOMEN ARE HEADING TOWARDS ONE OF TWO DESTINIES, HEAVEN, HELL. Why would the most loving man that ever lived in the history of the world say that? Because it's true. See, this is not a game. This is not a trivial pursuit. This is about our past. It is about our present. And it is about our future. There's a graveyard in England. And on the grave, um, um, and there's this gravestone. And on this gravestone are written these words. Remember, friend, when passing by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, soon you will be. Yeah. Prepare for death and follow me. Uh-huh. Interesting words. Yeah. Somebody read them, disagreed with them, scratched an addition on the stone, and it's still there today. They wrote, to follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. Yeah. <laughs> what is christianity christianity is an invitation who's it from it's from god revealed and delivered to us in jesus christ the king of kings the lord of lords who is it to you and me what is it about forgiveness from the past new life here today and a hope for the future yeah. Yeah. rsvp responde s'il vous play what have you done with your invitation What would you like to do with your invitation? If you haven't accepted the invitation in a couple of minutes, I'm going to ask you, accept it today. Accept your invitation. Experience the truth and the reality of what you've heard today. What you've experienced being in the service And in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to get up out of your seats, out of the roads and come and stand here at the front and in the other locations. Why? Why am I doing that? Because I want you to take a stand. Here you are amongst many Christians in a church. Listen, if you can't stand up here, you'll never be able to stand up out there. So I want you to stand up in here so that you can stand up out there tomorrow. You see, while I've been speaking, your mind has been working. And on occasions you thought, wow, that was really interesting. That was really interesting. I didn't know that. Other occasions your heart has been working. Maybe... One of those illustrations, whoa, you felt something in your heart. But you know, nothing's going to happen unless you exercise your will. Yeah. When two people get married, they're out there in the front. You can't miss her. She's just in white. They're there. And, and the pastor, the minister, says to the man, will you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? And he goes, well, I've been thinking, actually. <laughs> Well, we're glad he's been thinking about it. But that wasn't the question, was it? The question was, will you? And he goes, I get rather excited. (laughs) Well, we're pleased he gets excited. That's really good too. But that wasn't the question. The question was, will you? Uh And the man goes, I will. And the minister says, good. Turns around to the lady, will you take this idiot to be your love wedding husband? (laughs) Do you know something? Seriously, do you know something? I meet a lot of people who keep thinking, 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 thinking. And a lot of people who keep feeling, 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 feeling. But they never exercise their will and and one of the reasons i'm doing that is to say to you look get up come down here exercise your will exercise your will receive this invitation reposition jesus could i ask the worship group to please come now and in all the other services please the worship groups to all come Um, and here in this service we're going to sing amazing grace One of my favorite hymns, written by a man called John Newton. Listen to this. I'll quote you what he wrote. He said, I broke all of God's commandments. I was a liar, cheat, thief, adulterer, and murderer. But I encountered Jesus. And when I encountered Jesus, what I experienced was a grace that was undeserved and it was amazing. And he wrote this. He wrote this to say what had happened to him, how his life was transformed. Can I ask you all to stand? Okay, This we're going to sing Amazing Grace, four verses, okay? Now, if you're a member of the church and you've brought a guest, I want you to ask them now, turn and ask them, Would you like to go? Would you like to receive the invitation? Or would you like to reposition Jesus? And if they say yes, come with them. Bring them down in a minute. Don't come yet in a minute, in a minute. Bring them. You come and accompany them. If you want somebody to come with you, fine. Look, four verses. Please don't wait till the last line of the last verse. Just so that you know, when we get to the end of the fourth verse, we're not doing it again. (laughs) Just so you know, we are not singing the fourth verse again. Okay? Four verses. Just get out. Now look, some of you, you're in the middle of a row. I know what you're thinking. You're going, I'm in the middle of a row. How am I gonna get out? You just move. (laughs) People know where you're going they'll make way for you and if they don't just push them (laughs) some of you today listen you've got to receive Jesus time is running out some of you today you've got to reposition Jesus reposition Jesus today this is what's going to happen we're going to sing amazing grace you come come on your own or bring a friend come and stand here when we conclude i'm going to pray a prayer i'm going to ask you to pray the prayer when you've prayed that prayer to encounter jesus receive the invitation i will say a prayer for you and then what we're going to do is pray for you it's a bit like sometimes you fill in a very important document and then you've got to get it counter-signed. Well, someone's gonna, once I've prayed for you, someone else is gonna pray for you. And we're just gonna give you some resources and help you on the journey. That's all we're gonna do. So, just close your eyes for a moment. In the other venues, please do the same. And as we begin singing, this is your opportunity to receive the invitation to reposition Jesus. So, amazing grace. Let's sing. Please come. Come.
2: come
1: eyes. Just close your eyes. Don't worry about anyone else. I'm going to pray a prayer. I will pray this prayer phrase by phrase. Okay? I will pray it once so you know the words. And then the second time I pray the prayer, please pray the prayer out loud with me. Wherever you are in the church, you love Jesus, can you join in and pray the prayer? Here's the prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for your invitation. Thank you, Jesus, for your invitation. I know I have done many things wrong. I know I have done many things wrong. And I thank you for dying on the cross for me. And I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse my life. Cleanse my life set me free from the past. Set me free from the past. I open the door of my life now. I open the door of my life now. Come into the driving seat of my life. Come into the driving seat of my life. Come in by your Holy Spirit. Come in by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your presence. And your peace. Fill me with your presence and your peace. I want you to be first in my life. I want you to be first in my life. First in my finances. First in my finances. First in my interests. First in my interests. First in my relationships. First in my relationships. First in my schedule. First, first in my, my schedule and first in my troubles, and first, first in my troubles. Help me from this day on. Help me from this day on to build my life on you. To build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. Oh, oh, a prayer for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I announce and I pronounce his forgiveness may you know the truth and the reality of the prayer that you have prayed may you know his cleansing may you know his presence his peace his power on you and in you may you and all of us know his protection as we endeavor to fix our eyes on you we pray that in jesus name amen i'm going to pray one more prayer the jesus that we've sung about and prayed about and um i i know uh, pastor jody um at the beginning of the service we we prayed for people who had health concerns but let's just pray again if you've got a health concern of any kind put your hand on your heart now just put your hand on your heart jesus we're asking you now as the great physician Release your healing power and your healing presence. Where there is any kind of disease, sickness, infection, we pray that you will cleanse it from our bodies. We pray that where there has been any kind of degeneration, we now pray for regeneration and we pray for restoration. And we speak health and wholeness and well being in body, mind, and spirit. And we pray that you will give us a tangible sign of your healing. Yeah. We pray this in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Listen, just before just before um, uh, Pastor Tack or Pastor Jody comes on, just to have a word with you just before that i i'm thrilled just to see you all here um, my wife and i so that you know we're going to pray for you every day for the next seven days but i'm stopping after seven days <laughs> I, I, do, I can't pay it pray for the whole world all right but we're going to be praying for you every day for seven days that you are going to experience God in a way that you've never experienced. That's what we're going to be praying for you. Now, now listen, listen. I'm back tonight, right? I'm going to give a, a different message tonight. Listen, leave the church, make a phone call, send a text, go and visit somebody, come back tonight and bring a friend, a neighbour, a colleague, yeah. a relative. I'm, I'm going to preach a completely different message on why I am a Christian and why everyone should be a Christian. Wow. That's not a bad message, yeah. is it? Right? Yeah. But you've got to come. So listen, seize the opportunity this afternoon and go and get somebody to come. Bring them tonight. Listen, there's just a couple of books that might be of interest to you, particularly this book. I wrote this book for people who are not Christians. Who is jesus? and And if a Christian reads it, they're blown away because they didn't know half of it. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> there's There's an Easter book for children. It's amazing. It's amazing. and And when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he spoke seven words. What were those seven words? What did they mean today? Anyway, Pass the tag over to you. All right, bless you.